Hello goblins and ghouls, and welcome to another installment of my Haunted Life podcast. With me, your host, Angela Hartshorn. It's finally October! We have finally made it. I'm so excited to finally get you guys the mini-episodes starting next Monday. There's still time to get stories in. I figure I will do the mini-episodes until I run out of stories. So if you have one you want to share, please email them to me at myhauntedlifepodcast at gmail. As of this podcast being published, our first ghost hunt would have happened and hopefully it went off without a hitch. I'll be posting previews in the Facebook group, but most of the videos will be available on the Patreon. And that's all I really have for announcements this week. This week, my friend Tanya and I discuss a lot on the topics of witchcraft and the paranormal. So, let's get into it, shall we? Grab yourself a cup of tea, make sure the doors are locked, and the sage is close by. I have a story to tell you. Hitchhiking ghosts are a very strange phenomenon, and no, I'm not talking about the characters from the Haunted Mansion Disney ride. When I say hitchhiking ghosts, I mean an intelligent spirit who decides to jump onto someone and travel around with them. We usually think of ghosts haunting a specific place or item trapped somewhere between our world and the world of the spirit, but in these rare occurrences, These ghosts are able to detach from where they died and attach themselves to a living being and just travel around with them. Most of the time, this is just like a mini spiritual vacation and eventually they will return from where they came from when they get bored or they see what they wanted to see. Sometimes they stick around for much longer and can even move in with you. A lot of times, these can be completely harmless, literally just a lost soul that has nothing better to do. But sometimes they can be very dangerous, causing depression, sickness, and even oppression. My friend Tanya and I had a very weird occurrence with a hitchhiking ghost when we went to see the LaLaurie Mansion in New Orleans. After a quick word from our sponsors, I will be back with Tanya as she tells us about being a spiritually sensitive witch in New Orleans, being the editor of Witch Way magazine, and some of her other paranormal experiences. Today, I am on with my dear friend, Miss Tanya Brown of Which Way Magazine. 
Uh, Tanya is a New Orleans resident and witch. She is the editor-in-chief of Witchway Magazine and is the host of the Witch Daily Show podcast. When she's not focusing on bringing a positive energy to the magical community, she can be found cooking in the kitchen or critiquing indulging in TV. I'm so happy that you're actually in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. I love my kitchen. I just didn't know you podcasted from that, and that makes me happy now. Um, I move around. I bounce around rooms, for sure. I will say I have no idea how you do this every day. <laughs> it's not always easy. Sometimes I have to take breaks. But yeah, because I do have a daily podcast. Uh, I, it used to be literally every single day. Uh, now I only do weekdays. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's definitely a commitment and it takes time and planning and organizing. And yeah, it's a, a feat I didn't know I would be participating in for sure. But you've done, like, a lot of really cool stuff with your podcast, and unfortunately, they're packed somewhere. Uh, you did oracle cards with the podcast. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we have been live as a podcast for a year now. We started September 1st, uh, 2019. Since then, as a podcast community, we have uh, done an oracle deck we have done a tea line um some of the listeners want merch which i'm not really um confident with but i'm i'm, I'm working on that currently um so yeah we really did a lot but most importantly i feel like we've really created this very genuine community where people can come and ask any question no matter the level and they're not um they're uh, they're not belittled or criticized but just met with uh positive energy from myself but like everybody else and it's genuine positivity not that toxic positivity which uh i'm very happy <laughs> everyone's just now getting on board with uh me and kiki talked about that years ago and i'm happy everyone else is kind of like waking up but um so like we have such a wonderful community and um i'm very honest and open with them and i think it brings um honesty and openness to the witchy world no and i love it and uh, so when I put it out there, because um, I, I like to ask my listeners if they have any questions, and I keep it vague so they don't know who's coming on kind of thing, because I'm a nerd and like the surprise of it. Uh, a lot of my friends consider themselves baby witches right now. I really, I have this nice group, and totally lends into it, because a lot of the questions from the Facebook groups were, what advice do you have for baby witches? Which... This, oh, I had to go dig this out. Forget about that. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm so proud of you. Yeah. So, uh, I have Tanya's book in my hand. I just realized no one else can see what I'm doing. Uh, called The Door to Witchcraft. And basically, you can find it everywhere. What What inspired you to write this one? It's really funny. Actually, I think a year before, not even a year, a few months before uh, I was... I will never write a book. I said to um, Sen, Sen Moise, uh, we were having drinks uh, at the Golden Lantern, and he had just finished writing his book, and he was just telling us about it. And I said to him, I will never write a book. I don't have the grit. And um, a few months later, uh, Callisto, the company that uh, produced or published uh, my book, approached me and said, hey, we think 
you could write a book. And we would really love for you to write a book and um, for beginners. And one thing I wanted to do was bring something to a beginner's book. And this is truly for green beginner witches. Mm -hmm. The witch who, um, because I've heard from many witches, the beginner books that everyone tells us to read it's still too confusing. It's still, it's not beginner enough. And, um, so when I wrote that, wrote it, I really kept that in mind, but I also, what was important to me and um, anytime you write a book, there's going to be a little bit of fighting with the, with the editor and like publisher, it's common, common for every book. Cause you have something you want to say, but they need to make sure it makes sense on their end. Um, so there was some of that, but it was really important for me to, bring a lot I wanted to write a beginner's book that was not doused in religious dogma and religious uh, rules and so I tried to write a book that literally anybody interested in magic and witchcraft um, or religious witchcraft could pick up uh, find information they need and then move on to a path that's going to work for them whether it's my path or someone else's path um, so it was really important for me to find a um, you know inclusivity and to bring a warm welcoming not finger wagging mm -hmm. to new witches I, I i got to cheat and read it before it got published and it there's so much i feel like psychology not psychology philosophy that's the word i want behind it that i feel like a lot of quote unquote beginner texts don't even touch it's like, this is the way you do a circle. This is how you do this. This is, your book is very more of the thought process of the whole thing. And, and figuring it out for yourself. Yes, and that's really important to me. Um, even before I even got into the whole thing of quote-unquote teaching or quote-unquote mentoring or whatever, um, I've always said, you can't just tell someone two plus two equals four. Mm -hmm. I can't just look at you and go, Angela, two plus two equals four. Don't you understand? Two plus two <laughs> equals four. If I don't explain why. Because what are you going to do when you come across two plus four? What's that going to equal? You don't know because no one ever explained to you the thought process behind it. So I, I wanted to kind of kind of um, aren't these uh, beginner witches with the thought processes and the reasoning and the, and the logics of who, what, when, where, why, so that when they do encounter situations or other um, types of practices, they have enough understanding that they can um, make choices that work for them. And I've been doing this for like over a decade at this point. Not not the podcast, obviously. I'm still very green at that. But I thought there was some really good just like, like self-questions that you put in there. Like things that made me analyze and think about things in different ways than what I was originally taught. And that's why I'm like, anytime somebody asks for like, literature this is the book I send them to anymore like when you're brand brand new really happy. Um. I do I, this is the one I always recommend to everybody anymore because it it's I don't want to say simplified because it's a very complicated thing but you make it digestible you make it bite-sized yeah I think my favorite uh, reviews that I get um, which whether this is true or not, uh, some of my favorite reviews I see are, um, 
finally a beginner's book um, that makes sense. Or Mm -hmm. my favorite one was this book made me understand all the other beginner books. It it made me really happy. And then um, it was funny, Matt Oren uh, did a review, which I'm very thankful for, where he said, uh, it's the Trojan horse of beginner books. You're going to pick it up, not knowing what you're going to get, but it's going to sneak in all this great information. And it just really like, it, it made me feel really good because when you're writing a book, you feel very vulnerable. Um, you don't know if you're saying things the right way or way that's going to make sense. You question what you're saying. You question, you question a lot and, um, you really don't know how it's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. And so the fact it has gotten such a great reception, um, makes me feel really proud because it, it was not the it wasn't the most difficult book to write but any book is difficult to write I guess oh yeah no I think you need to be really really proud of it I I mean you know me I I gush over you and I adore you greatly so I'm definitely proud of you and Thank I think you. it's I awesome appreciate it. uh so let's go like to the beginning of things and go all the way back to the beginning of Which Way. Where did that come from? Oh my gosh. So I, uh, Which Way, so I began practicing witchcraft-ish since I was um, about 11 or 12. So I was exposed really, really early to the stuff. Um, both sides of my family are very steeped in lore, um, both Native and European. So, um, it was very natural, uh, but I had made a radical life change when Which Way happened. Um, I took my life, I looked at it, decided I wasn't happy with what my, my part was in the world. I made a very radical change. I put all of my faith into witchcraft and magic, um, to the point where I quit my job with no savings, with no job backed up, um, living on a friend's couch. I handed everything over to the to the universe, and it provided. In one day, everything just fell apart or fell together in the best <laughs> way. Uh, whoops. Not kind of In the best way, and um, I'll never forget. I was. It was very, very difficult and uncomfortable. It was scary, and I remember there was a day where I was doing all the work, listening to the signs, listening to the little voices I was hearing, and I was following them. I put pure, I put my entire life into the hands of the universe and magic or whatever you want to call it, whoever gives us these signs. And I remember there was a day where I was sitting in my car, completely defeated, feeling like I was just whatever. And I looked up like to the, to the skies and I said, listen, I've done everything you've asked me to do. I quit my job. I did this. 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 Now I need you to do your part of it. And then it was a Thursday, I'll never forget. On a Thursday, everything fell together. I got the job, got the apartment, got every got everything just came together on in one day. All these moving pieces. And my life's honestly been fucking fabulous ever since. <laughs> and I feel very blessed. Of course, that's not to say there isn't difficulties, everyone has difficulties. But I I've been my most true authentic self ever since. And uh, I'm very grateful. And I, I think some of the most religious people in the world uh, never have that experience of faith the way I did. And um, 
a part of that journey was working at the public library, and I remember uh, stocking magazines, like uh, sorting magazines, and there was a magazine for everything: beads, cats, houses, uh, anything you could think of. There was a magazine for, and I was just like, you know what? How cool would it be for there to be a witchy magazine? Uh-huh. I will say, um, my journey of witchcraft was very removed from what people know the quote-unquote witch community to be. I was very unaware of these names and these people and these all these things. Um, and I'm very grateful for that because I was able to kind of do my own thing, um, figure out my footing, figure out what I wanted to be, um, figure out what I wanted to bring to the world without having to deal with the social or political um, part of the witch community. Uh, so I'm very grateful for that. Uh, I don't know how. I mean, I was always an internet kid. I don't know how I never stumbled upon the witchy internet community. Um, I wasn't aware of it until I was kind of deep in witch way. And there was suddenly all these like expectations of me and who I was. And I was like, I did not sign up for this. I think Um, that's why I adore you. (laughs) So uh, very often, and I feel silly, but I don't know a lot of names. I don't know a lot of people. I don't know a lot of this, this or that. And I feel like that did give me kind of the purest, um, ability to uh create a you know this community that i believe does good and is helpful that i mean i love you and i know how and you have literally five million projects i like how you I, i didn't mean to make you laugh when you were drinking wine i'm sorry but it's true i can't even keep up anymore so other than which way you got the book out you got the podcast every day you have another book as an editor coming out. Yeah, I've done three books now as an editor with multiple in the works. Um, that started a year ago. So about a year, actually, yeah, about a year ago, I uh, we released my first book as an editor. And um, then we've done two more since. Uh, and we have one, two three, four-ish, five-ish in the works, six-ish in the works. Goddamn. Um, I feel very lucky, you know. Um, I feel like I kind of fell into this. I mean, I'm an Aries sun, um, Gemini moon, so I'm a very hard worker. <laughs> I feel like I'm a pretty decent communicator, um, and I feel like that helps. Um, I work really, really hard, and I sacrifice a lot, uh, but ultimately – I feel very lucky that I get to do this and I don't know how long it's going to last <laughs> get all in tomorrow, but I'm going to be very happy uh, to just do what I'm allowed to do for as long as I'm allowed to do it. Ride that flow while you can. Shoot. Yeah. You never know. Um, going and looking at some of the picture or some of the questions. Uh, I did share your uh, post in the podcast group. I saw that. It took me a while because I thought it was in the Which Way group. So I was been sitting here scrolling, and I went, "Wait, none of these look familiar." Because I remember scrolling and seeing what else was going on, and I ended up finding it. So it worked out. Um, but we're like touching on things here and there, so I'm like reading them real quick. Um. This one's kind of interesting, and I'm kind of curious to hear what you have to say about it. Uh, what's it like having your craft be such a core part of your identity? Is there anything that you do for fun slash really love that is completely 100% separate 
separated from witchcraft. There's a lot of questions I, about what the hell do you do outside of witchcraft. <laughs> I, love, I, I saw this question, and I absolutely love it. And I love it because it's a really good question. Whoever wrote it, you're awesome. Because with I think what Colleen. I do, with, um, like, who is it? Colleen? I think my friend Colleen. anything I love and bring it into the creative realm. Um, I love cooking. Uh, I really love French cooking and uh. I have pulled that right in to <laughs> my witch, uh, my magic and my witchcraft. The one I had to think, I'm like, is there anything in my life that isn't now a part of my job? And having stuff you love become your job adds a lot of pressure and it does take away a lot of the fun. So I really had to think. And the only thing I could think of this is one thing a lot of people don't know about me. I started talking about it more when um, a lot of the police accountability and civil unrest was happening because I wanted to share the things I love uh, and support, like, artists um, of color and things like that. I am a huge stand-up nerd. I love stand-up. Um, I don't talk about it in the witch community because I don't think anyone cares. Uh, <laughs> but I love stand-up. I fall asleep every night to stand-up. New stand up, I watch it. Um, it makes me sad when I think it's going to be good and it's not. And <laughs> I absolutely love, love stand up. I think there is an art to it. I think it's very, you have to be very um, intelligent, you have to be very self aware, and you have to be very entertaining, charismatic to pull it off. And I envy anyone who can. I never could. Um, so, stand up is one of the one things that I truly, truly, truly love that has not become a job by now. So, I'm very pleased. I mean, I will, <laughs> I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised in a couple of years if you start doing witchy stand-up on us now. I'm just going to throw that out there. No, I would just, I would, um, I, I, I wouldn't be able to. Um, I would never be able to in my position to do that because you have to, um, uh, yeah. I feel like, I feel like stand-up uh, comedians, John Stewart's probably the only one who is able to uh, be really funny and also be loved by millions. You can't both be funny and be uh, liked. I could see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Truly. So I never could within my position. I think other witches could. Other witches, I'm putting that out there. If you are a witch <laughs> and you are funny, please do stand up. I will watch it. I will support you. I'm in a position where I don't think I could do that. Um, but it's the one thing. That I I'm really that I really love that I'm really uh, uh, tuned into that is has not become a part of my uh, witchcraft or job, quote unquote. I could see that. Uh, I don't know how many people do this, but you fall asleep watching TV, mm-hmm. and I've stayed at the house a few times now. There be there every night I have fallen asleep listening to your stand up. Yeah. <laughs> It's a rat. Uh, but there's a reason why. There's a ghost reason why. Actually, why I do that. Wait, really? Uh, I used, yeah, uh-huh. I, I, actually, it happened while you were there. I was trying to be polite to the guests in my home. You and my uncle were there. And so I had everything off. And uh, I used to be able to sleep in darkness and silence. 
Uh, until I get to New that. Orleans. Um, I am a natural medium. I uh, uh, see things, I hear things, I pick up on things. And New Orleans is so spiritually dense. Yes. If I fall asleep without noise to uh, help focus my brain somewhere else, I'll pick up on stuff and I won't be able to sleep. Um, we didn't have internet for about a week and a half here, and I had to sleep in silence. Um, I found a way around it. After the first two nights, where I realized I can't sleep because the silence is so um, deafeningly Yes, loud. especially and, there. Um, yeah. Especially there. And when you and Michael were staying with me once, I was trying to be polite. I'm like, I'm going to not have television on. And I usually put on for 15 minutes, just enough to get to sleep. Mm-hmm. And um, I was immediately just... Uh, bombarded mm-hmm. with people who wanted my attention and I think I even said to you guys I'm so sorry I have to turn the tv on or I can't go to sleep I was so um, thankful when you did um <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it it's similar to you know people um I think Tyler Henry he's a medium who does this he's and this is something I do do too uh he scribbles while he's in the session to kind of pull the mind away from the world and into um, a different space. Hmm. And I view it as a very similar uh, thing where if my mind can focus on John Mulaney or Alexis Schlesinger or Trevor Noah or uh, Bianca Del Rio, if I can focus on their places, then the spirits can't get through. So my one superpower is in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. when the TV's off and I've been awoken. Um, and I can feel presences or whatever, I can uh, grab the remote, uh, turn the TV on, find John Mulaney on Netflix without ever opening my eyes or having to wake up. (laughs) (laughs) I can get the TV back on to where it needs to be. Um, I didn't used to be like that. It's only when I moved to New Orleans because it's so spiritually dense, and I do live in a very uh, historically dense area. Yeah, you do. Uh, So... Uh, where I'm positioned, I get a lot of activity, a lot of uh, spirits coming and going, which never bother me. Um, I have one spirit who lives with me. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, um, it all wraps around. Maybe that's why I'm such a huge stand-up nerd, because I had to uh, use it to find peace. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I have taken to when I travel to sleep with white noise. And when I'm at your house, I totally was doing the earbuds mm. uh, and listening to the white noise because of that same problem. And I, I remember telling you, I think it was, I don't think it was the last time I was there. I think Michael was there. So it must have been Hexfest. It must have been Hexfest. Um... But I kept hearing knocking. Like, the entire time I was there, I kept hearing knocking. And it would wake me up in the middle of the night. I'd just flip over and ignore it. But I kept hearing it. And I, yeah, you know, and make sure you weren't moving or Belle or Mike. Nobody, nobody was doing anything. And this was, you know, great to ignore until the, the morning you took Michael to the airport and, oh, God, it was like 4 a.m. Yes, it was something absurd, <laughs> and you got locked out. Yes, yeah. And I got... I so mad. I got woken up to knocking again, and I'm like, ugh, are you serious? And I just rolled back over and started to ignore it again. And the next thing I knew, I had a bell on me, like, jumping all over, and I'm like, 
oh no, something's going on. <laughs> like, something's going on this time. And then I realized, oh no, it's continuing. This is weird. And then it was you at the door and I felt really bad. Yes. At that point, yeah. Um, yeah, it's very, uh, I live in a very, very spiritual yes. sense. Uh, not only city, but just area. Uh, I live right off of St. Charles Avenue, which, yeah, it's a very, a, a very historic. Yeah, in the Garden District. It's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Of course, I live, like, one block away from, like, what's considered cute. Um, <laughs> but I think I your place love, is adorable. I love my I love my neighbors. I love my neighborhood. They always come to my rescue when I'm in a, um, when I am a damsel in distress. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. I love everyone I, I, I you know, I live around. See, I, I think that's the important part. Like, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If you're trapped in your car because it was a rat in your house and a neighbor comes out to help you, you live in a good neighborhood. That is true. Okay, I'm seeing... Because everybody has a little bit of something we started. Some people are just asking, you know, how do you start a spiritual business? More specific things like shadow work, if that comes up at all. Um, I'm not, I'm really not the shadow work type of gal. Um, I think, uh, I was actually, uh, Parks and Rec fans will enjoy this bit. But, yes. Um, I was uh, that person who had heard that word around and I was just like I don't know what shadow work is at this point and I'm too afraid to ask like I was just late to the game on shadow work uh, so I'm not I'm not that person but when it comes to starting a witchy business um I the best advice I ever received uh when it comes to actually the two best pieces of advice I ever received the first one was I said don't expect to make any money for two years after two years you'll start to make a profit. And if you're not prepared to deal with that, you're not prepared to start a business. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the second, and it's so funny because I remember the day, two years to the day after starting Which Way, um, I do have a day job because uh, we live in a country that makes it very difficult to uh, stay alive. (laughs) You work um, on your own. Um, I do have a, I do have a part-time day job for insurance because that is the type Mm -hmm. of society we live in. Um, but two years to the day, I was able to have which way be my full-time job. Uh, so it was accurate. And the second best piece of advice I ever received was make sure you give value to people who will never spend a penny. So uh, that's why we do our live demos, our live lectures, our live teachings on the Facebook page. That's why I have the podcast. Uh, that's why we offer free issues when you sign up for our newsletter, all these things. I want to make sure people who will never spend a dime within the which way world uh, still has value for us existing. Oh, I love that. That I'm like, can I send out like fabric samples for free? I'm like, that's amazing. And I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to keep that one. Um, uh, another one I saw it and it led what what else are you doing in this time? I mean, I mean we kind of talked about that a little bit, but oh my gosh. how are you focusing on your craft in these dot, dot, dot trying times Hi. is the way um, it's written. I'm going to be really honest. I think one thing, they, this started right when uh, the, uh, the pandemic happened, and 
and we actually all did a uh, Skype session where I touched on this, but um, that we, we need to stop expecting ourselves to produce, produce, produce mm-hmm. when we're in unprecedented times, um, which is uh, always, and which is fucking fantastic, but which is always feel the need to grow, evolve, learn, because witchcraft is a forever life journey. You never get to, the, um, as Amy Poehler's says slightly mm-hmm. revised you never get to the top of a career slash witch mountain and say yay i did it you're forever going to be learning and exploring and growing and changing and um with that we put a lot of pressure i think especially um a, a lot of witches are extremely intelligent academic and have a very uh, intellectual hunger and i think this puts a pressure to always grow and evolve and change and um explore and now is not the time for that. No. <laughs> Which is something we're used to. So I would say in these times, and this is something I'm working really hard on, um, healing magic, healing rituals, calming. We are bombarded right now. Because don't forget, not only are we in a pandemic, but we're also in an election year. We're also mm-hmm. dealing with police accountability. We're also dealing with Black Lives Matter and civil unrest. We have a lot happening right now. Um, and within ourselves we need to find healing and we need to um because we're there's just so much going on you know both great and both not so great i mean police accountability black lives matter um civil unrest is awesome that's how change happens yes uh if you look at history correctly you will find (laughs) that change happened because these because unrest happens. So it's fantastic. The not-so-great things, election years always suck, no matter yes. what. Um, pandemic historically always sucks every hundred years. So uh, now is not the time to be like, but should I try something new? Should I read that really dense book on, like, advanced, advanced witchcraft? Yeah. Maybe not. Give your brain a break. Do some rituals. Do some baths. Do some healing. Do some reflection. Um, that's the only advice I have, and I'm even saying that from someone who's not doing the best job of it. I'm a little <laughs> bit of a spiraler, so I tend to spiral into my emotions, um, and it's, it's, yeah, it's been really difficult. So don't put too much pressure on yourself. Give yourself time to spiral. Let yourself break down. Um, turn to your friends. People are there to help you, but mm-hmm. don't be upset if they can't because they're going through it too. You're not the only one dealing with this. No, that's definitely, I always love hearing you say that because we're, we're very similar when it comes to worth ethics like that. We Mm -hmm. work and work and work and work. And especially when we're stressed or emotional, we work and that's been same thing, really obnoxiously difficult during all of this to a like depressing degree when you can't get it done because your brain's not working. It, it's been insane. Um, but also, if you are an essential worker mm-hmm. and you are someone who has been dealing with the public throughout this entire thing, that's something I've been doing as well. Not only are you having to deal with your emotions, but people are throwing their emotions at you. So if you are a sensitive person, if you are a witch, if you are an empath, or mm-hmm. you're just a sensitive, you're not only dealing with all of your emotions, but the emotions that people are throwing on you because they can't handle it. So we, yeah. 
healing, protection, et cetera, kind of the classics, but now is the time. I was always, right. always that person who kind of rolled my eyes at, at those two things mm-hmm. uh, because I, I tend to get cocky uh, and then it bites me in the ass. <laughs> so those are the two things that I always kind of never put a lot of um, time or effort or energy into and it's biting me in the ass now. So um, do it. I know it's cliche. Everyone's going to say it, but do it. Right. And, I mean, I I am excited to see all of your projects coming out of the pandemic. And I'm very excited for you to take a vacation afterwards at some point. (laughs) I can't wait. So, let's get to the the ghosty matters of everything. We've touched on a little bit here or there. I am a gal who loves ghosts. Where? But do you have me? Yeah, I have you. Oh, okay. I just said I love ghosts. Oh. I thought you said I have a gal that loves ghosts, and you started, like, looking behind you. No, no, no. I said I'm a gal who loves ghosts. Okay. I wasn't sure if you were going to, like, pick up Belle and make her start dancing. I was very confused. I don't know where my wine is, but I'm fine. I adore you. Um, yeah, I feel like that's what really made us become friends, really. I mean, um, because I... That's not something I share my... I I don't share that part of myself with uh, the world. So, um, yeah, the fact that 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 is something that, like, made us uh, become friends is really cool. Yeah, because I'm, like, I'm thinking... I was thinking about it before we came on, and I'm, like... How, 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 how did this happen? And I first contacted you five million years ago about advertising for Queen Mavs with the witch hats. Oh, yeah. And you're like, we don't do that, but we write, you know, articles. And then it was like, I love this. This is so cool. How can I get involved? And at the time, there wasn't a whole lot of, like, ghosty spiritual work just yet. And, like, there were great articles here and there. And I ended up starting to do the... Facebook lives and then it became one of those things where anytime you had a cool story you would write me and that I feel like that's what really bloomed everything for us it was like dude I have to tell you what happened at this place because ghosty stuff ghosty stuff and um I'm very lucky uh I do I have I have two sides of my family one that um, one side is native, the other side is um, European. Um, I never grew up with the European side of my family. Hmm. I really only grew up with the native. Well, not even with the native side because um, the native part of my family was adopted out. Oh, oh. my great grandfather was uh, adopted as a young boy, so I uh, didn't get to. Um, experience uh the culture of uh our tribe but i we we i live i grew up on the land that we've lived on forever so uh i i have a great connection um i'm very connected to that side of my family because i grew up i grew up there even though i never got to interact with uh, our tribe that was kind of taken away from us i did grow up on the land with that spirit of place, um, 
I'm very spiritually connected to that side of my family. I'm just now getting connected with the European side of the family, hmm. which uh, um, is really weird because uh, it's funny. I look nothing like the native side. I take after. Uh, yeah, everyone says that. Whenever, <laughs> whenever a reader goes, oh yeah, you know your native family or like your great or like your grandfather who's native. I'm like, oh cool. So like you can tell because you can't look at me and know. So um, no. So oh, I. That's a good yeah. friend to have right there. Yeah. 
good friend, yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, did you hear that? Do you see that? Or sometimes I'll see something and I won't tell her because I know to scare her. <laughs> <laughs> no, me and, uh, me and Jordan heard it on the on the deck, on, on, the, on the porch going back yeah. one time. And I'm like, where in the she hell is that coming that from? But when it's wild, you know what's tripped me out is after she said that, I then heard it in my mind. Like, you know how I heard it in my uh, mind about her life? So the moment she said it, I was like, oh, shit, she is right. Yeah. Even Jordan heard it, and that, that says a lot. And I'm going to tell him about that as soon as he wakes up. And the moment she said that, I heard Because, you know, um, when you pick up on something psychically versus for real, mm-hmm. uh, it's the same. Ooh, lizard. Ooh, he fell. It's the same. Um, <laughs> I love lizards. Um, it's the same almost thing, but it's almost like you're hearing it through two different speakers. Mm-hmm. And so the moment she said that to me, I realized I was hearing it through the psychic speaker. I was like, oh, shit, she was right this whole time. Um, oh, that's so, so funny. Yeah, that, so that ringing isn't real. Well, quote, unquote, real. Um, so I hear things and I see things. That's my jam. Um, I can tell you the first ghost I ever saw. Yes. As someone else's experience. I think I was four or five. Nice. And, and, um, I lived in Mississippi at the time. I've always lived in the South, uh, just various places. We only lived in Mississippi for about a year or two. Uh, most of my life we grew up in Florida. Uh, but my aunt, um, was visiting and she said, because uh, my mom had me pretty young, so my mom was maybe in her early 20s, and my, my aunt and my mom are yucking it up in the living room midnight, 1 o'clock. I'm 4 or 5, I'm, I'm dead asleep. And she said, my aunt said she walked by my bedroom to go to the bathroom, and she saw me asleep, sitting in my bed, on the edge of the, on the foot of my bed, sitting up, reaching out to somebody. And um, it's funny, because I saw my first ghost I, Tanya, saw my first ghost in that house as well. Hmm. Uh, I saw a woman um, going into my baby brother's room, who I thought was my mom, because you're a kid and every woman is your mom. Yeah, um, exactly. You know. <laughs> and, and, and that woman wasn't in that, wasn't real. Like, I remember, hmm. I remember, because uh, when you're a kid, you're so obsessed with your mother. So I remember going, oh, my mom, and I'm watching just watching, 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 and be like, oh, she walked into my brother's room. She has to come back out because his bedroom was at the end of the hall, and no one ever came back. And so I went to go find my mom, and it turns out she was in the living room the whole time. So, and then my whole childhood, I was, um, yeah, my mom, my mom would tell stories of, yep, had to drag, like, asleep, dead asleep. My mom, sleepwalking, sleep talking. Speaking in, in different languages, I've climbed. I've gone in other rooms, climbed. I've changed my clothes. I've I um, was very easily, I guess, manipulated as a young as a youngster. Wow. And the last time I've, I've heard, and I um, I'll typically warn people, not so much anymore. The last time it happened was in my mid twenties. Um, so sometimes I'll warn people if I think they're gonna be around me while I'm sleeping a lot. Um, the last time it occurred was my mid twenties. Uh, I was sleeping on a couch and like I locked myself out of my bedroom and I have roommates. I was sleeping on the couch and one of my roommates woke me up. I did not like this girl. One of my roommates woke me up and she goes, Tanya, you were speaking Spanish or something. 
she was uh, like it probably wasn't Spanish <laughs> it was probably a different language she was just not you know huh um so that was the last time I heard of it happening um so I tend to warn people now like heads up okay yeah you, you've I'm never like, done that with me yeah oh, I've heard I don't I don't think I do it anymore I, I feel like people would tell me by now um, Are you serious? I would also, film it so you could see it. <laughs> but also, between then and now, I have so much of a spiritual, uh, I'm more spiritually aware, and I'm more um, aware of spirits around me. I'm very, I, I, I'm a stronger, I'm a stronger person than I am then. I don't know if they can, can get to me as easily as they used to be able to. That makes sense. I could see that. That totally makes sense. So, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, while living down in New Orleans, what have been some of your favorite, like, famous location spirits, or ghosts, I should say ghosts, that you've run into? Um, when I took home, he lives here now. I can't get over this! (laughs) I I know, it was so weird. It was not on purpose. And then, uh, well, one, I did, um, I don't love to tell this story just because it's very, it's very, it's a sensitive thing for the people who live here. Um, but I did see, I, I believe to be the ghost of Addie. Um, no way. Addie. Yeah. You have to listen to the episode of my podcast. Me and Kiki talked about it. She was there with me. Um, I thought it was no. the person in our group. I thought it was this other lady. Oh, maybe you did tell and, me this story. And, uh, uh she was standing in the corner and it was creeping me out and I was like oh maybe she's like taking a moment to like collect herself because we're in a very spiritually charged place and I was like oh well it's it's this one lady whatever um I was up there for about two full minutes and I look back and she's still standing in the corner and it spooked me out so hard I had to leave and the lady who I thought it was had been downstairs the whole time you're giving me goosebumps yeah so sad it was a very tiny lady mm-hmm. so I believe it probably was her, her. um I oh. would love to talk about that um no. but um one was actually uh somewhat involves you a little bit yes yes and this was this was the first time I had met you in person um I think so yeah and you Michael and Kiki were gone and you guys had some time. Oh my god, I had to drive through the quarter. It was the worst. Yes, you, me, and Jordan. Driving the quarter. I hate it. <laughs> I picked you guys up because I was like, oh, let's go back to like where I live. And I can show you that part of town because I live like near the garden district. But before that, you were like, oh, I would love to see the Lallery house. I always wanted to see like, it. Okay. Like, I know where it is. Michael didn't want to. He has an experience mm-hmm. where he had a bad experience with the house, and he uh, stayed away. Very anti it. I get very spiritually cocky, which I don't know why. I have no reason to be cocky because I've never, like, one-upped them. But I tend to not protect myself or take it too seriously. I, I do the same thing, and yeah. <laughs> I think it comes with, like, when you've, ha- when you've been around ghosts your whole life, you yeah. don't really bat two eyes, like, you know, two lashes at it. No. Uh, so we went to the Lollary house, and we just looked at it for two seconds and left. Yeah, so, you, you took me to the sidewalk, I tried to look in, and it was like, oh, okay. Because I had a weird experience. I ended up picking up a hitchhiking spirit. I didn't know you did, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and mine's too. 
Um, so <laughs> Mine did not, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> the next, uh, so I showed you guys around, like, the area, and then y'all left. Mm-hmm. And that night, I heard footsteps in my office, and I was just like, well, oh, it's Michael. Like, he's awake. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, Michael left. Yes. Michael's not here anymore. So I was like, oh, shit, cool. You know, footsteps. And um, I was like, whatever. And didn't think too much of it. And then I started becoming very – oh, and then you actually messaged yep. me. Do you remember? Yes, you I do. Me? I messaged you. I had a dream that – I was, like, outside your house, but I knew it wasn't me. Like, I was seeing through someone else's eyes, and I knew it was a tall male spirit and kind of angry, like, just kind of pissy. Not, like, wanting to destroy things, but just... He's, yeah, he's not malicious. Yeah. Just, he's angsty. Yeah, angsty's a good word. And just kept staring into the house and watching you, and then I remember what, uh, the, it, like... I don't remember, like, walking around the house, but I remember being in the backyard and, like, watching you in the kitchen kind of thing. And it it was so real and it was so weird. And usually when I have dreams like that where I know it's, like, a spirit or something that I'm connecting to, it's... I don't tell the the person that I'm seeing because most of the time those people aren't usually open to it. And then I, I remember waking up that morning going... Hopefully she doesn't think I'm insane. <laughs> well, um, for the next few days, like I kept having nightmares of a, um, I kept having nightmares of a, um, kind of stalking me. Mm-hmm. Um, however, and I, I believe both you and I were both kind of seeing through the eyes of the spirit at the time because uh the spirit has actually stuck around um anyone who comes to my apartment knows there's um oh you can see them in the video these windows yes most people get a little spooked by the windows mm-hmm. or they go oh there's someone out there or I'm like oh yeah that's the ghost um basically i said that at the beginning of the podcast <laughs> yeah he stays he lives out here he lives outside he doesn't come inside sometimes he does and oh, i'm that's... like no you live outside he hangs out out there um when i'm a good witch i'll go out there i'll give him some rum (laughs) i'll give him some coffee um we made a deal we chat i said hey you can stay here i don't mind because i'm whatever um i don't i don't care if you stay like he's not malicious but he's angsty yeah he's a lot of feelings um I mean, you can hang out. I don't mind sharing. So he lives out there. Uh, we do have a agreement, which I, we need to talk about. But we, ha- uh, me and him have an agreement that uh, basically says, hey, you can stay here all you want, but please just watch out for me and my dog. Aww. That's all I ask. Like, watch out for us. Just try to keep us safe. And you can stay out here all you want. I've been a bad witch. I've been neglecting him. Me and him need to have a conversation. Um, and I need to... Uh, give him some gifts. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, um, a friend of mine is, uh, a friend of mine is a local and a private tour guide. So if anyone listening is into tours, she does them privately. She's fantastic. And she's a local. So she brings a lot of passion and knowledge to the, to the tours. Are we talking uh, Kristen? Kristen. Yeah. I love Kristen. And she says, uh, and she had her own experience with, with the Lollary house. 
But her um, her opinion is he came from the Lola House when mm-hmm. we were there. He thought, I don't know, um, you don't know why spirits hang on to certain people, but maybe yeah. he thought I was someone who was chill. And he decided to stay here. And, I, I mean, to be fair, my backyard, which I share with the Elms Mansion, and which has live jazz and parties all the time, is probably a lot more fun than the place he was probably tortured. Yeah. So, he lives here now. Um, we're fine. Sometimes he comes inside, and I don't like that. Um, but we have a nice relationship. Very separate. Um, it's almost like having a neighbor you don't know very well. <laughs> I like that's that. Exactly what it's like. That like, that know, that's Hi, perfect. I know you're there. Hi, I know you're chill, but we don't interact. Yeah, I I, I know the last time I was there, especially when I was in the shower, in the bath oh, yeah, area. Let me know what you. Uh, yeah, let me know your experience. That that it wasn't anything too weird, other than the glass being broken. But it was definitely one of those. Like the first time I w- I've been there a few times now. I wasn't worried about somebody watching me from the window, mm. but. The last time I was there, I definitely had that vibe that somebody was in the backyard while I was showering. And I was like, uh. That's usually the vibe people have. People who come here say that, oh, you know, there's someone out there. I'm like, yeah, no, he's fine. Leave him alone. He's cool. He's cool. And then my friend uh, Kristen bought me this for Christmas. Cute. Um, Just hangs out and um, creates a very obvious divide. Between your space and my space. Oh, I like that. That's a good way of doing um, that. But yeah, I think it was just a spirit who was like, hey, I hate being here where I was tortured. This lady seems fine. Yeah. <laughs> Let me uh, see what happens. And um, I don't mind. I don't mind when spirits live with me. Um, like, I, again, very spiritually used to it. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. We're cool. Um, we, I do need to um, kind of refresh our agreement because I don't quite know if, um, you know, we're still on that page. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very I – don't, I don't care. I think it's really strange I love that people you. want to get rid of spirits. Yes. Um, when I was living in Texas, I lived in Texas for one year. It was hell. Never lived there. <laughs> um, I lived in Texas for one year. And I was in a home where we started uh, moving things out and around very quickly. And spiritual activity started. There were shadow uh, people there as well, which didn't bother me. <laughs> but there were shadow people there. And, of course, I lived in the room where the shadow people were seen. Um, oh, of course. There were shadow people. X looked like four. The current people lived there. And they confirmed that that was how it was set up when they did the, their viewing of the home 10 years prior. Um, Weird. It was very spiritually dense. And um, what's so funny is that once I moved in, all the spiritual activity everyone was experiencing stopped. And I think it's because sometimes I think when spirits know there's someone there who will hear them, mm-hmm. they're not so uh, annoying. Yeah. Um, but once there was all this activity and stuff, we there was a lot of spiritual activity, doors opening and closing on their own, et cetera, et cetera. And who I lived with, the person who I lived with basically said, oh, how do we get rid of it? Like, why do you want to get rid of it? Yeah. Leave it alone. It's not doing anything to you. No. Unless it's, unless it's trying to stab you or scratch you, leave it alone. You're yeah. just going to piss it off. I think a lot of people are just so ingrained with, like, classic horror movie tropes. I really have experienced yeah. that with 
people with spirits and everything, especially if you pull out a Ouija board. Oh, yeah. People get really spooked very, very, very quickly. I have one. It's a fake one with my burlesque name on it that I use as a prop. And people get freaked out when they walk into my studio because of it. I just, um, here's the thing. Like, I I'm, I feel very blessed that I do have the abilities that I have. Mm-hmm. I, um, I remember someone, went, it was a reader, they once said, um... These ancestors like you and they stick with you because you have something that died with them. And it makes me feel, it, it, it feels very nice. Um, <laughs> it was very sweet. But I think, uh, yeah, I think people get very spooked. Um, mm-hmm. When I do see things that involve other people, I typically don't tell them. No. Um, I don't, I've dabbled in it, but I don't do medium. Um, I do it for friends when they need it. Um, I don't like to, um, of course, everyone mediumship works differently. Everyone connects. I, I, I do have the ability to kind of go over to that side and talk to who's there. So you get a whole range of things. Mm -hmm. You get spirits of, you get these lower level spirits of place. You get gross things and you have to work to get the higher vibrational things. So I have the ability to go over to that side, and here's the thing, I'm not, I, I don't do it all the time, um, and I probably won't do it unless there's someone who I really care about who needs help, mm-hmm. um, so I'll never be, like, a professional, you know. No, I, I think you're one of the few that I can talk about with my stuff, ironically, now that we're recording this for the podcast, um, uh, because you're, you're just so down to earth with it, if that makes sense. Um, we will one day, because I will make sure this happened, will happen. We are going to try to investigate something together, because I have my fancy thermal camera I brought last Halloween that Jordan got me for my birthday, and then we didn't get a chance to, uh, play with it, because we were just so busy working on events and everything, and... Yeah, I think... I think one of the reasons I am so down to earth with it, uh, which that's so nice, uh, is because <laughs> one, I have dealt with it my whole life. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like everyone kind of goes in at different levels. I I don't know why. I don't know if it's because this ability comes from um, my indigenous side, which is more um, connected to the earth and more primal. But I go in at a very low level. So the spirits I interact with are typically very vibrational spirits. Um, I'm, so I'm so the polish and shine and Hollywood and glamour of any of it has long gone for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because most of the spirits I connect with are the lower level uh, spirits. It's very rare I get a spirit who is uh, just a quote unquote higher being or a spirit guide. Um, the only spirit guides I've ever dealt with or higher beings are my own um, ancestors. And it only happened once or twice, and it was very, like, moving and very uh, life-changing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, One day I'll write all of these experiences down. You but, like, need to. Age of 11. Yeah, at the age of, I'll never forget the age of 11. It was either 11 12 or 13, 
when I was at that age. I remember I went in very low. Okay. I, I didn't know what I was doing at the time. And as you're a child, you don't know. I went in very low, and I remember smelling what death was. Oh. So because that's always, because I go in very low. I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, but I go in very, very low. So um, all the glitz and glam and oh, how fun and then cute, cute is it, um, never existed. No. Me. No. What has been, like... Your favorite ghost story to share? Like, what? what's... When somebody asks for a ghost story, you're like, I have one for you, and this is it. So, I won't share the really life-changing one, because it's very personal, and I don't like to really talk about uh, that side of my family, but I have my go-to one. This is the one that uh, someone once said sounded like French erotica. this is the one that someone um i've this is my big one this is actually the one that made me turn off the switch oh and i didn't turn it back on for five or six years Mm -hmm. so there is a portion of my life where i was not witchy and uh when i said i had that life-changing moment is it was after I turned that switch back on. So when I was 16, um, you can look at me. One, I grew up in Florida, so we have beaches everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can look at me and tell I don't like beaches. No. I'm very, very, very fair. I, like the sun, I can get sunburned in a car. Like, <laughs> yes. I, I will burst into flames. Like, I'm just very fair. <laughs> Um, so I don't like the beach, and I um, my whole life was spent trying to navigate the beach situation, because I grew up in Florida. <laughs> so I was 16 years old, and I had a dream that me, my mother, my godmother, and my brother and godbrother were at the beach. Okay. And so my mom, so my mom, my aunt, and their children, and plus I, are at the beach. Mm-hmm. I'm miserable, because I don't like the beach. Sand is icky. Uh... I burn, and I'm 13, or 16, so I'm very body conscious. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very unhappy about the situation. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, they're playing in the sun and the sand, and I am sitting on a ledge, and I have a stack of magazines, like teenage magazines. Oh, yeah. And the quintessential, stereotypical, beach bunny girl, my age, blonde, tanned, comes up to me, and says, hey, can I read your magazines with you? And I said, yeah, like, read my magazines with me. So we sit there, and we're just reading our magazines together. And it's this very, like, oh, look, I have a friend. Aww. And when you're that age, if you're that age, you're uncomfortable with where you are. Like, that's a nice. Within the blink of an eye, we're suddenly in my bedroom. But, like, where I'm sleeping so it's dark. And how my bedroom was set up was my bed was in the center of the room against okay. the wall, of course, but the center of the room where the ceiling fan and light were above it. Okay. And so you, it's one of those situations where you have to reach up to turn on the light. And I'm on one side standing, and she's standing on the other side of the bed. And I remember leaning over and squinting, like, to... Because you know how, like, when you squint to make somebody out? Yeah. In the dark? You're trying to make out their silhouette 
or whatever, and I can't quite see her, and I'm like, oh, okay, and so I start to feel her heartbeat, like my heart's beating fast, I'm trying to, I'm in fight or flight, I'm a flight, so I'm starting to get uncomfortable, I'm starting to get nervous, my heartbeat is accelerating, and I start to reach up to, over the bed, to turn on the light, Uh see her, and I, I can't, before I touch the light, she leaps over the bed, grabs me, pushes me down, So she's holding me down. Her hands are right above my chest, holding me down to the bed. And she looks very different. Suddenly, she's not tan, beach bunny, bleach blonde girl. Her skin is deathly white, black, straight hair. And she leans over over to me, and she whispers into my ear, it's okay. I'm used to it when they scream. And I woke up completely paralyzed in fear. I remember calling for my mom. Um, so I I have always experienced sleep paralysis as a child and teenager. Oh. I often woke up paralyzed. So I think I was paralyzed um, when I woke up. Mm-hmm. So I remember trying to get my facial muscles to scream oh, for my mom. Jesus. And I couldn't get the words out. Um, I don't know what this was. I do think it, because again, I go in very low. I do think it was a very, I think it was demonic. Um, mm. But I actually, I don't know if I ran into her. But when I, um, in Texas, in my late 20s, I ran into, if it wasn't her, it was a similar entity to her. Um so I kind of feel like I got my revenge. Oh. Spirit. Um, but it was so hor- horrifically traumatizing. I couldn't speak. I couldn't scream. I was paralyzed in fear until the sun came up. I was 16 years old. Jesus. And I remember, I remember I like mentally turned off the switch. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually the same house, I remember having sleepovers and a friend would say, oh, I woke up in the middle of the night and there was a shadow looming over you Mm. and I think it's because I was very like I said I was very easily manipulated Mm -hmm. I um, spoke different languages I walked in my sleep I have a million sleepwalking stories that I could have been very dangerous Um, I think I was just I was a very easy vessel um, to slip right in to fuck with and uh, after that happened I flipped a switch and it wasn't until my uh, uh, early 20s I flipped it again so that just goes to show you how vulnerable, gifted, or, or spiritually sensitive teenagers are. Yes. So guys, give them a break. Yeah. <laughs> give them a break. Um, I had to sw- I, I had to turn that switch off until I was old enough to deal with it. Um, but I do believe I ran into that spirit again, or a similar entity yeah. to that spirit like, in my twenties, and and I won. Yeah, I'm like, I want to hear about that. That sounds cool. I will tell you. So this was when I lived in Texas. Again, I only lived in Texas for a year. Don't go. Um, (laughs) And it happened again. I remember I was asleep. I connect very well in the in-between of um, awake and asleep. So this is when I lived in Texas. And this was um, when we, again, I connect very well with spirits. 
in the in between of sleep and awake, which I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time I ever astral projected was in that in between state. Um, so I'm good there, and that's usually when they come and bug me. Um, so I was in that state, and I remember I think I astral projected, but I was suddenly outside, and I was outside. And I knew what was happening. I knew I was awake, or consciously awake, I guess. And I was like, oh, she's here. I knew. This is only a few years ago. I was like, oh, just I'm going to find her before she finds me. And I, I fucking knew it. I was like, she's here. And I went to look for her because I was like, uh-uh, not this time. Not this time. And this has never happened since, like, you know, so hmm. I was like, no. And I started looking for her and I was outside. I'm like, I'm going to find this fucking bitch. Like you don't get to traumatize innocent, vulnerable 16 year olds and get away with it. So, um, I remember I was like, Oh, she's here. And again, the same, and I'll get, I don't know if it was particularly the same and the same spirit or a similar entity. I don't know. Um, someone more educated. I get all my spirit information comes from my own experiences. Mm -hmm. I'm not educated in ghosts. So I'm sure someone knows what this is. Again, same, deathly white, dark, pin straight hair. She leaps out, pushes me down again, hands on the chest and I'm starting to paralyze. I'm starting to wake up. I'm starting to go into paralysis. Mm. And I was like, no, not this time, not this time. And I use, and do you know what it's like to fight against paralysis? Somewhat. The amount of mental, the mental exertion it takes. I used everything I had to fight against the paralysis. And I brought my finger up, gave her the finger and told her, and I said, fuck you. And because I, I was fighting against the paralysis and I woke up and I was actually, um, the he- I, I don't get headaches, the mental exertion it took to fight against the paralysis I had for about three days, I had a headache. Jesus. And then of course, like I have to go to work. I live my life. And yeah. I have to work. And I'm just like, I can't tell people around me. Sorry. I fought a ghost last night. <laughs> <laughs> That's showed her, like, you don't, you, you're not, no, I'm stronger now than you. You really need to I write this. Know. Huh? You really need to write all this. I'm, I'm like, I know, serious. I know, I started. Good. I have, um, I started, uh, but I, uh, I, but I, I would love if anyone listening who is more educated in the quote-unquote paranormal, uh, community has any insight into what this is. I don't know if it's a succubus. I don't know what. If it's an entity, I don't know if it's the same entity or just two different entities of the same category. I don't know. Um, but I remember uh, I wrote that story down when I was 16 because I was in creative writing, of course. Nice. And um, as you are in high school at 16. Of course. So I, I, I wrote this down. I, I will never forget that moment. It was one of the in my entire life and I, I remember writing that down and I was a part of the goth uh, group at of that course. point obviously of course because typically uh, I'm a typical spirit kid you end up in the goth group always um, 
I showed my friend, and she was like, this is, like, hardcore French erotica. <laughs> like, I was like, no, I was just tormented by a ghost. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, yeah. That's, okay. That's my best, um, that's my best, uh, circle around ghost story, I guess. Whoa. I'm, I'm, like, I, my mind is racing. Like, succubus makes sense. Uh, just attached white lady makes sense, huh? It definitely felt like a category of entity. Yeah. It felt very stereotypical of a certain thing, but I don't know well enough to know what that is. Yeah, so if anyone listening is just so much more educated than this, I only go off of my experiences, Mm -hmm. so I often don't have words to apply to things that happen because I don't know. But um, I would love to know. Um, it definitely feels categorical, and it definitely feels stereotypical of a type of entity. Um, yeah. I think it's amazing. I adore you. Uh, I think we're at like an hour and a half. I do want to ask, because I know people will ask me, uh, hurricane-wise, you're pretty damn safe right now, right? I'm fine. Okay. Yeah, this is the west this instance it went to the east it huh. just missed us both times so we're fine okay just as long as you're Always, safe but it's okay again you're always uh, welcome here you just have to get here thank you. um i grew up in the again i i grew up in the south so we're very prepared when it comes to hurricanes oh yeah we all have go bags we know what to grab we know what to do um yeah so we're fine. Um, I have driving instructions to both my mother's and to Kiki's printed out. New so, instructions for Kiki? New instructions good. for Kiki. Uh, so we're good to go. Yeah. So we're completely, we're safe. We are fine. And, um, it's, it's good. Good. I still think you should use it as an excuse to come visit at some point and bring Belle. Oh my gosh. Yeah. At one point. At some point. Maybe not during the pandemic. Hmm? How far is Colorado from New Orleans? Oh, I think it's only like 19, 20 hour drive. Oh, shit. Yeah, probably not. Uh, But definitely at some point, uh, we'll have to visit. You have to. Or vice versa. Like, you know, people are always welcome into my apartment. The. A variety of people who have stayed here would blow your mind, some of which I cannot name for privacy reasons. But, um, yeah, like, I've had cool people stay here uh, who would then text me and be like, is your apartment haunted? And I'm like, it depends. What do you mean? <laughs> right. What do you... Um, I don't think those who are especially inclined, when people ask you if something, you have to have them specify... Do you mean like baseline haunting or like <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> or like hardcore active haunting? Because hardcore active, I would say my place is not haunted. Baseline haunted, I would say yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like you definitely have some intelligence there, but it's not like classic poltergeist kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm like, so whenever I'm like, so whenever anyone asks, I'm like, what do you think haunted me? And, yeah. And then I'll answer your question. <laughs> I think that's the safest way to do it. 
Thank you, Tanya, for being on today. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And I love talking ghosts. I know, and I, I adore you. You know that. Um, yeah, go, go. I recommend everybody. I usually recommend which way to any beginner witch anyways. Um, uh, I, I have a tendency to really uh, recommend it to people who have been in the craft for a few years and they don't have a group, but they don't have a whole lot of information at their hands, that kind of thing. And like, go here. It's only $4.99. You'll thank me later. Um, uh, the book, The Door to Witchcraft, you can literally find everywhere, right? Uh, I think so. And, I'm not involved in that, but I guess. Oh my God, I know you. And I think that's a... Yeah. Is there anything else? I mean, every... Every um, the podcast. I need to update it, but I have a podcast or I have um, a website. If you want to find what I'm up to, it needs to be updated. Uh, but mm-hmm. at simplyirresistiblemagic.com, oh. and then my podcast, uh, The Witch Daily Show, can be found wherever you listen to podcasts. It is a daily little bite of magic. Um, it's just it's fun, and we've built such a beautiful little community there. So I'm very blessed. No, I highly recommend it. So thank you so much, love. I appreciate it. Thank you so much again for listening to another episode of My Haunted Life podcast. You are one amazing piece of undead flesh. I appreciate you so. A big thank you to Tanya Brown for being a part of the show today. If you are interested in the world of witchcraft, I highly recommend checking out Witch Way Magazine. It's a wonderful source of information without bias, and every once in a while, you'll see my name pop up in an article. If you like the show, please rate and review me on your favorite podcast apps. It goes a long way. I also have a Facebook group and a Patreon that I'm really starting to build, especially with the ghost hunts. So, thank you again so much for listening, and I hope you all have a wonderful, productive week, and I'll see you next time on my Haunted Life Podcast. Bye!